Hey everybody, welcome back to Movies, a podcast about the act of cape shit. I am Simeon Jimmy, and joining me, what, twice in a row now, we keep doing this as a pattern somehow, low-res Wonderbread. Yes, and uh, I'm very happy to be back. This is a very different movie than Not Cool, but uh, I think there's a lot in common with uh, cancelable, cancelable characters acting erratic. Uh, it's a, it's, you know, it's maybe a good pattern. A, a misunderstood protagonist uh, actor who everybody uh, they have the wrong impression of and he really he's a secret hero uh, speaking of secret heroes we're also joined by the weekend warrior how are you guys wow what is this trio that we've come up with people who i you know i never thought we'd see the day there's no florian there's no kino corner no Aggie. just three people who've never met before yeah, I think this is the first time I'm talking to Lorez. So hi. Hello, hello. Yes, the first as if we didn't have like 30 minutes of technical difficulties to get to each other. Uh, definitely just me. That. Yeah. yeah. Weekend actually just got back from a trip to New York. Uh did you yeah. see Lorez there? No, unfortunately. Hmm. Now there's probably a lot of guys that look like me that sound like me, but not not me. What part of New York were you in? I think I was in Manhattan okay, for so most you... of it. Yeah. The city proper. All right. Yeah, I'm out in Queens, so that's probably why I avoid any busy areas of New York. Oh, we did go to Queens. We we had dinner at the Filipino restaurant, so that was fun. Yeah, Lorez has the reputation as being the king of Queens over there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they call him. Everyone calls me. His, that. his wife's a Scientologist. Performed. Oh. <laughs> but hey, we're here together. Three men who have never met joined United by the flash movie this movie brings people together it brings joy to the public big smile on my face uh weekend warrior let's start with you what did you think of this new flash movie i, I hated it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i didn't get that impression from your tweets or your retweets no. or your subtweets no it's funny because and the i i had this like talk with my sister because um when i say something like oh that thing i'm not sure if i like it i think it's it looks weird and she just said if it's weird, you don't like it. You, there must be something wrong with it. So, so that's my philosophy with like stuff now. Like when I find something weird, that's something in my brain telling me, don't do it. So after I watched The Flash for the first time, I I had a generally okay impression of it, but something was off. But then my dad told me, "Hey, let's watch The Flash. I got us tickets," and I had to go because it's my dad. What a good dad. Yeah, <laughs> and then I realized what was wrong with it. Oh my god! And yeah, wait, this, the second viewing revealed some secrets yeah. that you didn't see the first time. I'd be yeah, it, excited it, to hear that. It clarified what was off to me. So, oh, that that's why I, I found this whole thing to be bad. It was that Nicholas Cage looked like a PlayStation character. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, not not just that. <laughs> I've been really fuming with rage because uh, as my letterboxd followers can tell, uh, I, I truly loved this film. I gave it an uh, unironic five-star <laughs> review. So then when I have Weekend Warrior, he sees it and he says, oh, it was okay. You know, I liked it overall, but it had some problems. And then I go to his Twitter and he's like, this is the biggest dog shit piece of movie <laughs> I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> it's like, whoa, somebody is farming for likes, it looks like. What's going on? This is the Mario movie with the uh, Kino Corner all over again. It, oh, he didn't is like lying Mario? about his opinions. No, I liked it. No, I he did say it. in my Twitter something was something was weird. Yeah, 
I have to defend myself. <laughs> I, I was just upset by some of those retweets. Like, wow, he said it was okay, and now he's saying it's the worst movie ever made. Like, well, we, we, we can't worry. It was atrocious. <laughs> oh my! What what is your what is your general sentiment on the Snyderverse and also the DCEU in general? I would be curious to know that before we delve into your opinion on this movie, because I feel like a lot of people approach oh. the Flash uh, very jaded and expecting the worst and and I, i'm curious to know what your stance is on the rest of the surrounding context well i don't like zach's ver version of these heroes basically mm -hmm. i think the problem with the dceu now or like i think dc is that i think people like it to be dark right yeah so when they have this for the most part a whimsical adventure and, people are turned off by it probably but that that's not me because i just don't like zach taking superman to be like a, basically a killer and i see these tweets of people like oh supergirl killed people i don't see people complaining about it like oh shut up i, like I don't know I I love the fact that Zack Snyder turned Batman into a guy where he'll like pull a knife out and stab a guy in the heart <laughs> and pin him against the wall. I thought that was fucking awesome. I thought that was great. And it, it, it I don't think it's like character betrayal. I mean, with Superman, it, I can understand that criticism. With with something like Batman, a lot of people are like, Batman doesn't kill. The original Batman had purple gloves and a handgun, and that was his outfit back in the day. So purple gloves, holy shit. Yeah, I I, I I'm totally up for any sort of interesting or different interpretation of these characters i think um a lot of people have it in their minds like the uh the batman animated series which i think is is good is like the defining version of many of these characters or like the justice league that bruce tim did back in the day but i will say that the the ezra miller version of the flash is really just not my cup of tea i thought he gradually got better as the movie went on because he had his own like uh, goofy personified over the top version then a more serious grounded version which was still like not all that serious or grounded but um it, it, on the whole i ha i have to you know even though i have a positive feeling about this movie a positive review for this movie i enjoyed this movie i think ezra miller might be like one of the most annoying protagonists <laughs> in a film ever wow <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm approaching the... this movie from. Uh, uh, can, can you guys still hear me? I don't know if the. Mm -hmm. Okay, we, yeah, the we, technical good, shit man. was fucking up during Glorious's speech, but uh, I'll say uh, I'm approaching this movie from somebody who has genuinely loved Batman v Superman, like from day one. That's Hell been my yes, favorite my DC man. movie for so long. But oh I don't know, Lorez. I feel like this Flash movie might beat it for me. Like I, I was really into this one, and I'm sure we'll get into uh, your complaints about. <laughs> the Flash's character portrayal and how annoying it might be, but uh, uh, Weekend, what did you think of Batman v Superman? I, I did not like that. Yeah, yeah. I you you saw fine. both versions? Yeah, I saw the extended edition. Yes. Okay. Ultimate enhanced. I have a video about it. Ultimate enhanced extended edition review. But I did compare that to MCU, and that part has not aged well. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the stuff isn't aging very well, is it? Yeah, it's not, unfortunately. And did you take a look at the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League four-hour cut? I did. Okay. I that found was Kino it, as well. I found that better than the than the original one. Mm. The Joss Whedon cut? The, the Justice League, yeah. yeah. I have Justice to say, yeah. the, the first 30 minutes of this echoed so much of that 
2017 version of Justice League that went to theaters and it made me nervous. It made me very uncomfortable where you have the flash saving the babies from the, like the most. So, okay, let, we should address something too in that the CG has been getting a lot of flack and I think it's half deserved and half intentional. Have you guys seen Andy Muschietti's uh, version of it by any chance? No. Okay. Is that the remake? Oh. Yeah, it's it's the he did one in 2017, and then there was the sequel with the adult version. Oh, wait, you're talking about oh. those ones? Yeah, I've seen yes. Those. I okay. have not. Mm. Um, the CG in the 2017 it is deliberately cartoony, and you see a lot of that here with the Flash. I think it's half a bad CG team, and Andy Muschietti being like, "All right, the CG is not going to look good in four months anyway. Fuck it, let's just turn this mm -hmm. into a Looney Tunes cartoon." which is why you have like this very over the top, like waxy looking people. Like even there was CG players, CG characters here where you didn't need CG characters. Um, when you have the Flash going back in time and entering like the Speed Force, for example, you have like CG versions of his dad, his mom, I think Iris West. And uh, they could have just as easily been the actual actors there just posing. And then later on, you get the waxy CG versions of um, all the, the cameos in the film. And I think it was kind of like uh, they're prepping in advance to do that because they knew they weren't going to look legitimate, you know, like Christopher Reeve or, or Helen Slater or Adam yeah. West. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of I find it interesting how Andy Muschietti has decided to he's one of these few Hollywood directors where he he seems to recognize that the CG is not going to age well, no matter what. And so he just takes it to an extreme and tries to utilize it comedically. And it, and it produces very weird effects. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people clowning on the movie for a lot of the, the visual issues, but uh, as somebody in the movie theater and not just looking at a fucking TikTok on somebody recorded and posted Twitter, uh, I thought it looked, you know, acceptable. Like I was not taken out of it. I was not super offended by uh, all these dead people appearing on my screen. But then again, I have no nostalgia for any of this shit. Like I have not seen a fucking superhero movie made before the year 2000, as far as I know. So, you know, all of this was basically new to me. Wow. So not even Michael Keaton Batman movies from Never. 89, 92. That's wild. Wow. All right. They're great. They're awesome. I just watched Superman the movie. Um yesterday as a matter of fact and you know, i i do find it kind of weird that they're using dead people like they're recreating their likeness that doesn't sit totally right with me but at the same time if you go back to 2006 when they did superman returns they included marlon brando's voice and face in that movie when he had been dead for for years so this is not like a new phenomenon for the superhero genre or for movies in general are you disappointed there was no cameo from the Robin who got chemically castrated because his dick was too big? Uh, he might be in there. He might actually be in there. He might have been running with Adam West. I don't know. I'd have to go back and take a, another look. Um, by any chance, did you guys see the article that came up today about them using the uh, the actor from The Flash TV show and how that oh, might not what? actually be him? Grant Gustin? No, um, so there's an actor on the Flash TV show named Teddy Sears, and he plays uh, Jay Garrick, who's the Golden Age version of the Flash, but he's not actually that character. He's actually like a serial killer posing as that character. And um, I guess he doesn't know that he's in the movie. 
He said, you know, I did. I, yeah. So <laughs> people have been saying, hey, you, you're in the you shot a cameo for the Flash. And he's like, uh, no. But if you watch the Flash, it's him. Like, it's clearly they used his likeness. I think they just didn't want to pay him. So they didn't tell him they didn't say anything like he, it's okay. clearly that actor. How about the the controversy with the old ass Superman guy George Reeves? Do, mm -hmm. do, you, do you know that? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, you, is it true that uh, that, like he some bad shit happened in his life having to do with playing the role of Superman? But evidently, the this Flash movie released like on the anniversary of his death or something. Yeah, oh and God. he killed him, and he killed himself because like he felt he was trapped and he couldn't get any roles. During the time he played Superman, he had this exclusivity con clause in his contract, so he he was really just locked into to Superman. And then after that, he couldn't find any work. Are we really supposed to feel bad that this fucking famous guy killed himself because he only got to do cape shit, and now he gets to be in a new movie? I <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, you, you had your chance, you blew it. Be happy you're even involved at all. You're he's, welcome. He's the yeah, you're first, welcome. The first Superman to appear in a feature film, George Reeves. He was in uh, Superman versus the Mole Men. And I'll tell you what, that Mole Men movie that he did, it looks like there's some crimes against humanity, maybe like child labor laws. <laughs> there's midgets in that movie that look fucking frightening and they light them on fire and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't think he's all that innocent. He's no angel. So yeah, I think he probably lit the match. Yeah, I think so. What comes around goes around. That's what I say. Yeah. Mm, OK, <laughs> don't sign the contract if you can't fulfill it. That's right. Mm, that's right. Lesson learned. But weekend, I want to know, what did you pick up on your second viewing that made you really double down on hating the film? I did not like the ending. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah, wrong the, with it? The ending kind of ruined the movie for me. I, I think they were trying to play it off as a joke. So at this point, I think oh, I'm that was the spoilers. biggest laugh in my Yes, oh spoilers. really the biggest oh, laugh my in my auditorium for sure is when uh spoiler alert again but uh george clooney's batman i love that yeah no i did like the f like that was the only time he said what the who the yeah, fuck, who is, the this? fuck like, is this yeah it's, it's kind of like the whole point of the movie was him to move on but he he forgot that changing things slightly will will cause catastrophic or uh big um changes to the timeline so he's doing this all over again. So, well, so really, like, it's an arc about accepting the past, and he, he can't accept that his mom died, you know, so he tries to fix it, and that sets off the whole chain of events of the shit mm -hmm. movie. And then at the end, he goes back to, I guess, re-kill his mom. But <laughs> since his dad was framed for it, uh, he switches the tomato can on the shelf so that the dad's face will be on the camera. Mm -hmm. And somehow making that butterfly effect a little change made George Clooney become Batman. I'm not yeah. sure the logic behind it, but I thought it was funny. And um, what's this? And I don't know the the message. The message is the messaging is weird, right? Okay, let let go of the past. Well, but I think it's more of accepting the past. Accepting like, the past. If, okay. if you, even if you had the chance to change it, you probably wouldn't be satisfied anyway. Yeah. So, so that's the other thing. Don't do anything if you can change something about it. It's like, what's happening here, Chief? It's just off-putting. Like, I, I, like, I, I do get that they're trying to play it off as a joke, but it's just kind of guys. We could. I think they could have ended it with the Iris West thing, and then flash, just flashing into the sunset, just do goodery and whatnot 
Well, I think it's also a way for them to end the DCEU as we know it, because as far as I know, after this Aquaman movie, they're completely shifting gears to a whole new universe. So maybe this is their excuse for why we're never going to see Ben Affleck again. That's it. Are, are they going to go with George Clooney going forward? Is that oh, I'm guessing no. I'm I, thinking I don't, we're going to get think... Robert Pattinson's own Batman shit and probably nothing else for a bit. No, we're getting uh, we're getting Andy Muschietti's The Brave and the Bold soon, so there there will be another Batman that's around. But I don't think it's going to be George Clooney. I think George Clooney feels very above doing this again, so I I don't think it'll be him. You know, just real quick before we move on from like uh, the Flash going back in time to clear his father's name. We don't really get anything as far as that murder mystery. The whole time I was thinking, like, what, yeah. well, what if his dad actually did it? What if his dad was just a sick? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, why yeah. would why would this woman just randomly get stabbed with a knife in her home by her? Like, nobody knows that. He probably did it. He probably did kill her. It's probably like a Patton Oswald situation where it's like the most obvious answer is right in front of our faces. That's my thinking anyway. Yeah. To add to what Laura said, that that's another thing that could have actually helped his dad. Like maintain the timeline, but what what you could do, Flash, is just watch through a window and see who actually stabs your mom, right? Is that I don't know. Isn't that like the most? If I if I don't have to change anything, maybe I could just see what happened, or is seeing who killed the mom gonna change the timeline again? I don't know. It's just if you can't change your dad, like if you can, that's the best way to prove your dad's innocence without changing anything in in the timeline right so yeah and i, I think the real killer i think yeah. the the what they were trying to do is maybe set that up for the next movie or another movie because if you know are you guys familiar with like the flash lore i no. am yeah okay it was so <laughs> yeah. um i'm vaguely familiar with it i haven't like read any flash comics but i was i watched the first two seasons of that cw show and i watched the 1990 john wesley ship series back in the day when they were trying to ape the michael keaton batman batman and he had that thick rubber suit that there's no way he could have ran that fast in that. <laughs> um isn't it just it's a future flash that kills flashes like it's his biggest fan or something goes back in yeah, time that, and kills his that mom. was his yeah that was his former fan that turned psychotic yeah that's, that's professor zoom. zoom or something yep. right yeah okay hmm. so that would have so been too much to yeah, it's his yeah. his arch nemesis from the future kills his mom. Hmm. Yeah, well, there's a meme about I, it. I, I would like the twist if his dad was actually guilty the whole time and he just set him free. That'd be pretty good. Uh, or was, it, it would wouldn't even necessarily have to be from the jump. Like, what if you fucked with the timeline and cre and wound up in the timeline where your dad does kill your mom? So maybe you didn't start <laughs> there, but you made it so much worse. Yeah, that'd be a real plate of spaghetti. Lots of spaghetti scenes in this movie. Yes. Um, what did you, Monkey? So you have no history with the Michael Keaton Batman. What did you feel about like his Batman being involved in this movie? I like the idea of the Flash is in a, an alternate reality and he's lost his powers and he's just desperately trying to find anybody who can help him. And his version, like this, is a different version of Batman who is basically retired and given up on it. And it's a it's a trope we've seen many times where the the retired hero who has become jaded needs to be inspired by the the plucky annoying young main character. <laughs> but uh, I was fine with it. I don't really know much about Keaton's Batman. Uh, I liked him in Birdman, and I think it's kind of ironic that based on what Birdman is, that he would go back into the Batman <laughs> role. 
but I guess they offered a lot of money. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed we're not going to get the new timeline with... So Aquaman was originally going to have a Michael Keaton... Here's here's the original version of the, of the Flash ending. When George Clooney, his version of Bruce Wayne gets out of that uh, car, it's supposed to be Michael Keaton as uh, Bruce Wayne. That was what was originally shot. And then that oh, wow. sets up the Batgirl movie that is now being canceled. And it would have set up Michael Keaton's cameo in Aquaman, which... They screen tested Aquaman 2 to several people and had the Michael Keaton cameo in there. And it just made no sense to anyone watching that. They were like, why is <laughs> why is Ben Affleck not here? Why is it this old man? Well, uh, if they hadn't seen The Flash, of course, it wouldn't make any sense. Right. Of course. So um, I think they they were looking to weed him out. He was originally going to be set up as like the new Batman. And I, I don't know. It could have been interesting, I think. But um I don't I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what direction they opt to go in or if they use any of these players going into James Gunn's DC universe. Honestly, just fucking end it. For the love of God, let all these people go. Let's reset everything. James Gunn, do your thing. I'd be perfectly fine with never seeing any of these people again. And I'm actually halfway a fan of uh, the DCEU. But yeah, I'm ready for a, a new start. They They fucked this continuity up so many times. Yeah. It's pretty messy. And you, I feel like they're right on the cusp of it. The only thing that could prevent that from happening, because it looks like this Flash movie is not going to make the money back that it needed to make back. It's probably going to wind up getting what it is currently projected to get, which is what, like $300 million? The only thing that could throw a wrench in that is if Aquaman 2 is a massive hit. If Aquaman 2 is a massive hit, then they kind of have a problem on their hands. Is Ember Heard still in that movie? Yeah, she is. is yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if she'll go to the premiere because she's like in Spain in exile. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Yeah, I think I saw like a photo of her shopping at Goodwill or something. I don't know if that was real. <laughs> I don't think that's real. <laughs> it was something like that. Would be funny though. <laughs> uh, should I talk about why this movie's fucking Kino? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Guys, have you ever seen this little anime called Stein's Gate? Uh, I did, no. yes. Yeah, no. one is, of my favorite. The, the third act of this movie is Stein's Gate where you have this character who can travel back in time and he's desperately trying to save the woman he loves from dying, but every time he goes back, he fails and she dies in some other way. That's the entire climax of this movie. And we're watching as the heroes get killed over and over again by overwhelming forces. And ultimately the lesson they learn is that we cannot win. This planet is doomed. We just have to accept it. And, uh, you know, I've never seen that story structure in one of these cape shit movies. It was so refreshing to me mm. uh, to see just the heroes lose over and over again. And the lesson is, yeah, sometimes yeah. you lose. Yeah, this timeline's fucked. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, uh, dare I say, kind of risky. Like, what other superhero movie actually has the entire planet get destroyed and seven billion people killed? Yes, you... You're right about that. Like but, at least Avengers uh, Infinity War, you know, I love that ending too, but they of course have to undo it all. This doesn't get undone. Supergirl is fucking dead. Supergirl is Batman's dead. dead. Batman's Batman dead. Batman flew into a, a, a force field. Oh yeah, that was ship stupid. And exploded and died. It and then was Barry awesome. goes, no. <laughs> and I, I really like that the, the interdimensional scary creature monster man is actually just the flash who has spent 
an infinite amount of time trying to save Supergirl's life over and over again. And he's just been covered in these, whatever, the alien creatures, body parts. He's just I think become it's a debris. complete freak. Yeah, that was something I did like about it. Like the like the time debris and the uh, and the wounds he has accumulated, he just uses his weapons. That was pretty that was a nifty concept. I thought they did great with the character design to that dark flash uh variation too, where it was like it felt very uh kind of like Lord of the Rings or just, I don't know, just very spooky. Uh, I think they did gooey. a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other Kino scenes, of course, if you have a time travel movie, I think it's a rule in Hollywood. You have to talk about Back to the Future, which, of course, is my favorite movie. <laughs> so I give it extra points. They keep making jokes about, in this universe, Eric Stoltz is Marty McFly. I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I had to Google who that guy was. and uh, I... He's the guy who got completely fucked. He could have been a mega yeah. superstar. <laughs> but and he looks like... He's too dark. He looks like Michael J. Fox. I was like, it's he almost looks like Marty McFly. He was too emo looking in the the test footage that I saw. He didn't have oh. the the spark of life within Michael J. Fox's eyes. That's fucked. We could have had the documentary about him instead of Michael J. Fox. Huh? <laughs> that documentary uh, was half boring, but half kind of uh, inspirational. I'll say that. You know, as a okay. as a manlet myself, to see a five foot four man give his Hollywood story of success, you know, really warmed the cockles in me. Now is he oh, five nice. foot four sitting down or <laughs> I think he's just at his very best he's five foot four. Uh I thought this movie kind of gradually heated up. So I, I had said my initial review, you know, I the first 30 minutes I thought were were really bad. That and I, I I'll be honest with you, I really I love Ben Affleck's Batman. I hated Ben Affleck's Batman in this movie. Probably the my least favorite element because it was just pure Joss Whedon dialogue. The lasso, and people have been posting yeah. the lasso of truth scene. That was really rough. But the outfit, the Ben Affleck Batman uh, costume, didn't do it for me. As soon as we pushed all of that Zack Snyder uh, Justice League uh, DCEU aside and focused on Barry, I thought, okay, we're starting to go in a good direction now. Then you have him uh, interacting with Michael Keaton's Batman. Then we're really cooking. We're starting to heat up. All the Supergirl stuff I thought was going to be cringe. It worked for me. I, I thought uh, her being kept in that uh, Russian captivity tank, that was all like it's kind of a throwback to what was it? Superman Red Sun, where he lands yeah. in Russia. I thought that played well. Uh, her performance was pretty good. And it's kind of it's a little bit based dare I say based the fact that she gets killed abruptly like twice and she just can't do anything that the regular Superman is capable of uh being Supergirl like she does she's not on that level and it seems to um I I I, I to reiterate what your point was here Mumke, I love that there's consequence to this movie you lose one of the beloved Batman uh performances in this film Michael Keaton dies a heroic death Supergirl dies abruptly. She's not going to get her own Supergirl spinoff like they originally planned anymore. So it all has weight to it. It, it all has good. But I could have had a, a spinoff with this hot as fuck Supergirl. What the hell? Yeah, yeah it, they were really hot. Give it were... back. <laughs> I, I like that zoom into the S. That was that was that was a highlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had... apps have got to be built into the suit, right? Because that's insane. Yeah, but she's the fact that she fits into it is is like. And there's no like flab or anything like mm -hmm. damn. Yeah, American women girl. take some notes. Yeah, it, it's clearly possible. <laughs> you don't got to be from Krypton to do it. 
I I did that. I did like that line from Michael Keaton when when Barry realized he can't bring Batman back, and then he says it to him, and then and then Michael Keaton goes, "He did bring me back," and then he dies. That was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's good delivery. Guys, I want to break down this baby scene. It's like every, <laughs> okay. everybody hates the baby scene. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I'll break it down. It's like a hospital maternity ward. We got these babies up like on the 30th floor. The building is collapsing. I don't remember why. Maybe a sinkhole or something. But basically, all the babies fall out the window. And Flash has to use his Flash shit to stop all the babies from falling to their death. But... There's some issues here. Number one, he's low on energy. If he doesn't eat some food, he can't use the speed force, and these babies are going to become fucking pancakes. And two, while he's moving fast, he cannot move another person, or else they will basically just, like, their insides get all liquefied and they fucking die. So Mm -hmm. he has to somehow eat food and stop these babies from falling to their death without touching them at the same time. People are shitting on this, like, oh, what a stupid concept. I thought it was pretty... It was like a good mix of like intense moment and humor at the same time. Cause I was curious, how the fuck is he going to pull this off? And he does it. And it's funny. I like the microwave bit. People are reversing <laughs> the footage on Twitter. Yeah, that's so funny. Microwaving a baby and fucking retards are falling for it, which, you know, whatever. That's fine. I it's guess, Ezra but... Miller. You can't, you know, yeah. you can't predict yeah. what this guy's up to. He yeah, was just yeah. in character, like in real life. <laughs> yeah. But so, why do you guys hate this so much? I thought it was a a very fun way to open the movie. I I didn't say I hated the intro. Oh, okay. Well, I I hated a lot of. So my first thing was I found the abundance, and obviously, look, it's the Flash. It makes sense. I found the abundance of orange and red to be very off putting to the eyes. I didn't like the Flash's new outfit, so I was still warming up to that. The, yeah, I didn't uh, sort like of, it either. What was it? it? It kind of reminded me of like Fruit by the Foot. Like he was covered in Fruit by the Foot <laughs> instead of the Power Ranger outfit from the Justice League movie. And uh, then the, again, the Ben Affleck's Batman just rubbed me the wrong. I really didn't like him. Jeremy Irons, I guess, was fine. Wonder Woman felt unnecessary for the scene. So yeah. it was a lot of that, t- I think, tainting what was actually happening. And I was still also warming up to how the CG was going to be with these babies because these babies. Oh, they just look like baby dolls. Some of them did. Some of them looked a little uh, just computery for my liking. Some of them looked all right, Um, but it was like a very Looney Tune sequence and it felt true to the Flash, I guess. The, 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 The comical nature of that felt true to the Flash. It felt like a, a, a 1950s comic book in a way. I guess, but um, I guess it was just less of the the details of it, more how it was handled. And I feel like once we got away from that and things slowed down a little bit, they they uh, you know it, it got scaled back a bit. Then I was able to get comfortable with what this movie was going to be and what it escalated into. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I I just really enjoyed the uh, almost the strategy of how do I rescue these babies without touching them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, what other scenes should we dissect? I I like that scene where young young Flash uh, t- takes out the guy in in the in the underground dungeon when they were escaping, and then suddenly it just abruptly a bullet goes through his knee and like <laughs> yeah. no that was like. That was a good like shot. Yeah, that was block. awesome. Yes. He's like, wow, then, I didn't know I could get shot. And then there are consequences. And yeah, like what Laura said, th- that scene felt like it added weight to the movie. 
I, I did like the after action patch up with with Michael Keaton. He's not invincible. I thought, oh, it's this. Oh, they they got the I win cape with bulletproof, and then oh shit, that that looks like it hurt, Mr. Keaton. Mm-hmm. And I I I did like the quiet moments with um future Barry shitting on younger Barry about the the monkey doll and and young Barry said, "What the fuck, man? It's just it's just a monkey." And and then the, and then after that we go a bit forward after with Michael Keaton and Future Flash they're talking about why he wants to protect this world and that was kind of touching. I will say, you know, obviously I I was everybody's dunking on Ezra Miller for being annoying in this movie, but I'll tell you what, the fact that he was able to play two versions of himself and at no moment was I like Oh uh, yeah, this is just an actor playing with like another stand-in here, and they're gonna graft his face onto it. I I thought they did that exceptionally well with this movie, and uh, it never made me question uh, the reality of the film. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, and so to be able to do that as an actor, that's a lot of work. That's a that's a lot of heavy lifting to be able to play the main role and like main supporting role as well. And he does good. He does he does well in in both of those uh, character interpretations. I think, and I really like. I'll tell you what I also enjoyed is just everything with the Wayne Manor sequence and when he's trying to get his powers back and how it emulates like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, mm-hmm. where they they're raising him up. You know, it, I think it all plays like very well, very cinematic, and they did a good job of, re, of recreating that Batman nineteen eighty nine. Batcave and Wayne Manor and just the whole set and the presence of that. I was worried going into this movie because there were a lot of similarities to The Last Jedi on the surface. I don't actually, I don't have a strong opinion of The Last Jedi one way or the other, Uh, but people were very turned off by how they handled Luke Skywalker in that movie. And there's a lot that mirrors that. So we have Michael Keaton, he's got a beard. Luke Skywalker has a beard. It's about 35 years since we last saw him, 35 years since we last saw him. Uh, the new apprentice is seeking out the the old master. It's all beat for beat. And I also knew going into this movie that Batman was going to die. So I was like, all right, we're losing Batman at the end of the movie, just like we lost Luke. And at no point did I feel like this interpretation of Michael Keaton's Batman was disrespectful to the two versions of Tim Burton's Batman that we had gotten 30 years ago. It feels very, uh, it's a little bit different, but it feels true to that character. And it's a good, I I think they gave him a good solid send off. I think the big difference here between why Luke didn't work in that Star Wars movie and why this version of Batman does work is that Mark Hamill's just not a very good actor. I don't think Mark Hamill's that great of an actor. I think he fucking sucks. I think he can play one or two characters Right. He's, you know, his entire life was built on Luke Skywalker and doing the voice of the Joker. Yeah. And uh, he's not capable of much else, much else. Michael Keaton is a fantastic actor. If you remove Batman from his filmography, Beetlejuice from his filmography, you still got uh, Birdman, Clean and Sober. He's got so many great performances. And um, I think that's that's the big thing here. He never fell off in the same way that Mark Hamill was probably never expecting to come out of retirement as Luke Skywalker and have to get a personal trainer and tighten up and be back on screen. 
Yeah, I just saw Mark Hamill in this uh, movie, The Machine, which oh, no. absolutely oh, dog shit movie. And you Mark watched Hamill it? Did, he did not help it at all. Oh, God, oh, damn. It was, oh, my. You guys have not seen this? Don't no. It. It's no. It's so I, I, fucking bad. I like the story and the fact that a movie was made kind of raised my eyebrow. Like, why, how would you make a movie out of that anecdote? And it turns out it's it's a bad movie, huh? <laughs> I think this dude's just a fucking liar. I think everything about his whole life is a big lie. Oh, really? He, he opens the, the... He's playing himself in the movie, of course. And the opening scene is him in therapy with his wife and daughter. And he's like, yeah, my, my wife and daughter are both cunts. So you know, I thought that was a good way to play yourself in a movie is to attack your own family. <laughs> but otherwise, the yeah. movie is terrible. He, he cast Mark Hamill to play his own father. Now how I don't know. If I fuck the machine, that's I want to go back to uh low res. I actually am not up to date with the list of Ezra Miller allegations. Uh would you like to play the role of Hans and uh look it up and enlighten and look us? it up? Well, I know we have just off the top of my head, I know there's a kidnapping in there. I know <laughs> yeah. there's yeah, yeah, a lot of was. grooming. There's what uh, kind of kidnapping? Like I well, need details here. So I think what it was, and this is just my not I haven't looked it up just yet. Uh, if I remember right, he said that a girl's parents were abusing her, so he took her to my home state of Massachusetts, and he has like a farm in Massachusetts where he keeps children. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I true, believe, man. yeah, I, I think that's about right. Yeah, no, that's true. And like, well, I, I, I mean, if she's living with her call. parents, she's probably underage. But like, how old are we talking? Like eleven or like seventeen? Uh, I don't think it was 17. 17 is cool. legal in most states. I think uh, it was, I, uh, I think it was like 13 or something. There's a, there's a Rolling Stone. Insane. <laughs> there's a Rolling Stone article that says Ezra Miller's reign of terror, a timeline <laughs> of flash stars, many controversies. Well, let's hear them. Okay. Uh, April, 2020. Oh, I remember this. This is a great one. Miller is seen in a viral <laughs> video choking and throwing an unnamed woman. It was just like a fan who came up looking for an autograph and he was, wasted he was probably on all kinds of pills he said oh you want to fight that's what you want to do and then uh he choke slammed her like stone cold steve austin uh, it wasn't like a playful choking with a fan he actually injured the woman that's yeah he he fucked hmm. her up so that's april 2020 then you know nothing really happens till january 27 2022 miller posts a bizarre video directed at the ku klux klan <laughs> saying uh, flashing his flash signet ring, suggesting the members should kill themselves with their own guns. Uh, we'll do it for what, you, he said. So this is what the liberals are so mad about? He told the KKK <laughs> yes. to KYS? Yes. Hey, I think he references the movie in, in his video here. He said, let's save some, oh, let, let's save some live babies. Love you like, whoa. I don't know. It's very confusing reading wow, his exact Spoiler quotes. alert, Ezra. Seriously. Uh, February Wait, 2022. So, so let, let's yes. let's break these down. First one, choke slam a fan. Whatever. We've all been there. Uh, you don't need to be canceled because you're being a little too playful. The second one sounds kind of heroic to me. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the KKK. If they shot themselves, I would not shed a tear. Uh, so so far, he's uh, like in terms of karma, he, he's positive points instead of negative for me. But let's see how his uh, score ends up. What's the next thing he did? So we got February 2022. It was a lot in 2022 here. I think the, the delay on the flash really put him in a unhinged mind state. A woman identified by her first name, Nadia, came forward to Variety to claim that Miller had har harassed her during a heated incident at her Berlin apartment. 
voicing fears that Miller could somehow attack me physically during the confrontation. I, I totally felt unsafe, she said. Now, uh, I guess he didn't actually do anything here. No, he just sounds threatened like a thought her. crime. Like I guess she so. imagined a threat and that's now right. she's crying about it. Okay, that's, so again, that's uh, nothing correct. against Ezra. Okay, now we've got the first mugshot. Uh -oh. uh, March, March uh -oh. 2022. Uh, he was arrested in Hawaii. Oh, God. Reports emerged <laughs> that Miller was staying in Hawaii, terrorizing the community of Hilo with a string of arrests for disorderly conduct and harassment. Officials said Miller was the subject of at least 10 police phone calls that month over Ooh. minor disturbances, such as filming people at a gas station, refusing to move from outside a restaurant, and arguing with strangers. One of the major incidents occurred at a local karaoke bar where Miller allegedly started yelling obscenities and became agitated when a couple <laughs> began singing Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow at the karaoke bar. He was accused of snatching the microphone away from the woman mid-song and later lunging at the man playing darts, according to police, and was charged with disorderly conduct and harassment. So still kind of minor, still pretty uh, just bar this behavior. This literally happened last time I went to the fucking karaoke bar. Some drunk guy went up and took the mic from the guy performing. They didn't arrest his ass. They didn't cancel his ass. Like, is this really all just petty fucking crybaby shit? It kind of looks like it. Have you ever seen the video of him getting arrested, by the way, and him trying to correct the police with his pronouns? It was, uh, it's pretty, pretty keno. Pretty, what? pretty keno stuff. Yes, there's a good video out there. But he did end this encounter by saying, I will bury you and your slut wife. <laughs> Damn. So, um, oh, he also allegedly stole the woman's passport and the man's wallet containing credit cards and important documents. So I think the video that I just referenced there came out from this encounter. Now, there's a lot that happens in April. So April 6, 2022, Warner Brothers and DC executives held an emergency meeting over Miller in the future of The Flash in light of the arrests. Um, so they tried to get a hold of Ezra. I don't think Ezra was available at that time. April 19th, 2022, he gets arrested again in Hawaii, this time charged with second degree assault for allegedly throwing a chair at a 26 year old woman, leaving her with a half inch gash in her forehead. Oh, that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, April 23rd, 2022, uh, TikTok began circulating from a person by the name of Mia Solange who uses they, them pronouns. Solange indicated that they were in a romantic relationship with Miller, posting a series of photos of the pair believed to have been taken in 2019. Um, and uh, she captioned the video, Ezra Miller is not a good human, and I can finally say so without being terrified. Hashtag abuser. Okay, fucking Plato and Socrates, uh, what is a good human? Don't give me that fucking shit. Who, who among us is good, first of all? You're throwing True. a chair and making a gash in a woman's head? Okay, maybe I haven't done that one. But... <laughs> and we've got May 16th, 2022. So a music producer named Oliver Ignatius and rapper Gaze Guevara claimed to Rolling Stone that Miller stole music they had worked on together. All right, now it's whatever. Okay, More early June. Bullshit. Exactly. It's a lot of he said, she said, or they said, they said. Uh, early June 2022, the concerned parents of Gibson Iron Eyes, a notable standing rock activist, accused Miller of grooming and controlling the then 18-year-old. Come on. Uh, Miller had met Gibson, who uses they, them pronouns, and also goes by the name Dakota, 
Well, all right, this isn't good now. When the activist was 12, maintaining a close friendship that consisted of visits to London and New York City. Uh, however, Gibson's parents, Chase Iron Eyes and Sarah Jumping Eagle, claimed in an application for a protective order on behalf of their child that Miller had lured the teen away from their family. Ezra uses violence, intimidation, and threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold sway over a young adolescent Dakota, according to court records. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, lock him up at this point. That's uh, yeah. You don't come back from that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. There's another mugshot here with him. Uh, Gibson has denied that they were a victim and blasted the parents' claims and concerns, saying Miller had only provided loving support and invaluable protection during a troubling time in their life. That mm. sounds like something a, a groomed 12-year-old is going to say. <laughs> you wouldn't say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, June 16th. God, there's a lot here. <laughs> oh, my God. This could be its own podcast. All right. We're, we're getting kind of close. Kind of close. We're about like two-thirds of the way here. Okay. Uh, June 16th, 2022, a mother and her then 11-year-old non-binary child came forward to the Daily Beast after they were granted a temporary restraining order against Miller in Massachusetts over claims that Miller had acted inappropriately toward the child in February of that year. What, did uh, he ask them uh, if they were a they-them? Because I would agree that's inappropriate to ask an 11-year-old. <laughs> the mother claimed Miller had menaced the family while visiting with a neighbor, claiming Miller flashed a gun and screamed at her, it was really uncomfortable, the child told the outlet. I was really nervous. I was scared to be around them after they'd yelled at my mother and she was crying. So he threatened the mom with a gun. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, pretty bad. Yeah. Miller had allegedly taken an interest in the child, saying the child was an elevated being, had a <laughs> lot of power to them, and the child would be lucky to have Miller guide them. Oh, my fucking God. This is creepy as fuck. Okay. Hmm. Did he invite him to the farm? Yeah, I think he was on the, I think they, they, them was on the farm during okay. that time. Uh, June 23rd, 2022. Uh, Miller had a 25 year old mother and her three children under the age of five living at the 96 acre farm in Stamford, Vermont, which worried the children's father and people familiar with the situation. Two sources claimed that Miller's home was unsafe for children, alleging there was a free, there was frequent marijuana use around the kids and guns were left around the home unattended. Okay. So like one third of the homes in the state of Iowa, just people smoking weed in front of their fucking three-year-old kids and they got their guns on the shelf. You know, this is, it's called real America. Mm. And I'm guessing <laughs> whoever's complaining about this one has never stepped foot in a real house. I think so. Vermont's very chill. It's a very granola state, you know. I think Bernie Sanders is from Vermont, so they're not used to that sort of... I think there's, like, uh, public nudity allowed in Vermont, just all statewide. That's the kind of place Vermont is. Uh, so he moved the, the farm from Massachusetts to Vermont, which I guess fits Ezra Miller's vibe a little better. August 8th, 2022, one of Miller's neighbors accused Miller of breaking into his home and stealing several bottles of alcohol. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I could see him doing that one. <laughs> yes. Um, he probably thought he was the Flash in that one scene where he goes through the wall and steals yeah, the two yeah. rolling rocks. Uh, August 10th, 2022. Vermont State Police turned up to Miller's sprawling Vermont farm with an emergency care order removed the 25-year-old mother and her three children from the property. Uh, Miller told police the family hadn't been there for two months, but the Vermont State Attorney's Office said the claim seemed like an attempt to evade service of the order. Okay. I don't uh, really understand this one. Why is he in trouble for the choices that a 25-year-old mother made about her own children? Good question. 
He's famous. That's why, you know, the mm, power imbalance of someone famous, you can't consent. Uh, anyway, August 15th, 2022, Miller finally issued a statement amid their arrests and the barrage of accusations apologizing for their behavior. Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun mm -hmm. ongoing treatment. I, I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. And then, and, uh, and then the next day, there's another kidnapping? Well, <laughs> September 2022. Um, seemed like, uh, all right, this, let me see how I can sum up this one. Hmm. Vanity Fair spoke to a number of close sources to Miller who expressed concern for the actor, citing their increasingly erratic behavior, such as delusions of being the next messiah and seeking out malleable young people to join their entourage. Sounds uh, friends, bad. Jesus. Yeah, he's starting a cult here. Friends also expressed concern with M Miller's polyamorous relationships with a number of young women. Young women. Saying mm. it sounds was, like some jealousy. Oh, he's fucking too many hot chicks. Uh, somebody stop him. That's the undercurrent here. Saying it was the word more, women is in the sentence, so you know they're they're adults, right? That's true. That's right. Yes. Uh, saying it was more akin to a patriarchal dictatorship where Ezra controls all the sex as the man and plays the women against each other. Yeah. Welcome to Mormonism, dude. Go to Utah <laughs> if you got a problem with that shit. <laughs> So this, this here, there's no crimes here. It's just people not liking that he's fucking a bunch of... I mean, there's a couple crimes in there. There's a few. Well, we get January 2023 now. Now we're in the current year. Miller pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor charge of unlawful trespassing stemming from their Vermont, Vermont burglary arrest. So he's just saying he's guilty here for a prior offense. That's fine. Um, and that's it. That's it. There is something for February 2023 here, but it's literally just he was not present for a lot of the campaign for the Flash, which is true. But uh, uh, probably intentional from uh, Warner Brothers. But yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, he did show up to the premiere. He seemed mentally sound enough from what I had seen anyway. OK, so he, he stole somebody's karaoke microphone. He, he gave a woman a second gash. He stole and... a 12 year old. Yeah, well, that's a bad one for sure. That's uh, the he worst. gave a single mom and her children a place to stay for free. You know, so there's good and bad here. I think in his head, he's definitely a hero. You know, a lot of the Ezra Miller stuff echoes. I don't know if you guys know the the Jared Leto abuse Tumblr history thing that turned out to be entirely fan fiction. And people saying, oh, Jared Leto started his own island with, with women to come and visit him. That's just Ezra Miller. I think Ezra Miller's been doing this the whole time, and they planted it on Jared Leto here. <laughs> hey, man, if I could have an island where women want to come fuck me, I'm going to do it myself, so I can't really judge him for that one. Well, uh, I think maybe a farm was the wrong choice. There's something creepy about a farm. It makes you think of Mr. Hands, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, Weekend, what, what would you use for your uh, sex palace if not a farm or an island? I, I don't know. I think Ezra has the right idea. Just... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could all agree with that. Ezra Miller has the right idea. Yeah, that's the last thing he needs to hear right now. I, I could you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was think thinking like this movie's he's... box office is doing pretty poorly. Do you think that's going to be yeah a trigger for him to relapse? Oh Maybe. yeah, yeah. I, I, the flash I thing. So. 
it matters a lot to him. And in the video where he's getting arrested, he he specifically cites to the officers many times. He's like, don't touch my flash ring. It's very important to me. Don't touch my flash ring. Oh, my God. So this he is wears it all the time. He does. Ugh, that's <laughs> sad and funny. It's it, it's it means a lot to him. And honestly, this movie wouldn't be doing poorly if they didn't go back for reshoots four or five times and inflate the budget to what is it like 500 million dollars like 70 million should have been Jesus. a pretty solid opening for this movie but it's not going to be it's not it's never going to be enough to make back the money that was spent on all the visual effects and having to redo scenes and everything else so uh it's kind of i don't know in a way i think it's a good thing and it probably helps the movie because one of the strong points of this film that we keep going back to is that there's weight and consequence to the characters dying and if James Gunn didn't get the reins to the, the DC slate going forward, even though his slate looks horrible, in my opinion, it looks very un, unappealing on all levels. And I'd be curious to hear what you guys think of it as well. But if he doesn't come in, Michael Keaton comes back at the end of the movie, and then we have a Supergirl spinoff film and potentially a Flash movie where both of them come back. And it undoes everything that was good about what happened with that battle sequence. So... I guess it's kind of a good thing that this is it. This is the final chapter in everything that was built since 2013 for DC. Well, other than Aquaman, right? Well, yes, but chronologically that takes place. I don't even know where that takes place. Well, did you place. see the post credit scene? Because Aquaman was in this movie. Yes. The, uh, the uh, crowd that remained in the theater loved that sequence. They, yeah, so yeah. am I to believe that in this Aquaman movie... Aquaman, unbeknownst to him, is now in an alternate timeline where he does not know Bruce Wayne or anything like that? It's confusing. It's hard to say. Um, my impression was that they knew, he knew of Batman. But, I mean, who's the Batman of that? Is it is it Ben? Is it George Clooney? Is it whoever they get for the new movie where it's going to be him and his son? You know, I don't know. I, maybe it's it is exactly the same, but it's just like a skin swap on Bruce Wayne, and then everything else in this you know timeline is exactly the same for them. Which then means like this all starts with Batman Forever now. Batman Forever is like ground zero for all these Zack Snyder films that happened, I guess. So we're gonna have nostalgia critics screaming about the Bat credit card. <laughs> I I guess so. God damn. You just reminded me we got to watch kick as soon. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. In July, I assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The whole timeline is very muddled. And I mean, technically, George Clooney's Batman was supposed to be Michael Keaton's Batman. I just I, I don't know. I think it's a very funny gag. If you take it too seriously, or try to analyze it too much. It, you just wind up very, very befuddled. There's nothing about it that you can straighten out in a linear way that makes sense. Should we take a look at the upcoming DC slate and decide which movies we're going to skip? I'm going to skip oh. most of them, but I'm down to take a look. I'm down. And to take I a think look there's it. like a, a blue beetle. I keep seeing trailers for whatever that is. I it's think... like, like Mexican Iron yeah, Man. I'm going to miss. Really I don't know if I'm going to skip that because I don't know. I, I did not like the guy saying this is like the first Latin superhero when there's probably some example of a, a Mexican or, or another Latin American there. Isn't the Flash's yeah. mom Latino? Assembly? Yeah, exactly. You know, there you go. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that um, her his mom was a, a Latin American. That, that was you don't like thing. George Lopez saying that Batman is a fascist. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know, man. That's it. Feels weird. Just, just yeah. let me this have fun be, you with know, my fucking. It, it doesn't even feel like a real movie. I feel so that has the same vibe to it that the Batgirl movie had, which is like this is a CW show movie, basically. Like I, they I have they have nowhere to put it in the timeline either. It doesn't exist in this one, I think, and it doesn't exist in James Gunn's DCU. So. They just don't it's know over. what to do with it. I think it's going to flop in the same way Shazam 2 did. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I was under the impression that this was like the beginning of James Gunn's version, but I guess it's not. No. So between James Gunn becoming the guy to helm all the DC movies and Zack Snyder's Justice League dropping and them flushing away everything else, I think the um, who's the guy who was leading it? I think it was some guy with an asian name i i don't i don't know if the, kevin justin lin no no he we did uh, <laughs> it, it was it was somebody who was involved in some of the earlier films from a producer perspective and he's the one who greenlit batgirl and was going to have michael oh. Keaton batman and this is the one movie they got finished in that time before james gunn took the reins so this really was be a, a complete one-off where they're just shitting on batman for no reason i guess kind <laughs> yeah. of yeah I think I know who you're talking about. I think he testified during the Johnny Depp trial. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I, uh, what's, he was a Japanese-sounding name, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, yeah. What's this guy's name? I'm curious. Huh? Warner Brothers executive Japanese. <laughs> Kevin Sujihara. That's that right, is. yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the guy. So... Uh, he was in charge of helming it, and they had a completely different slate because it was all going to be an offshoot of Zack Snyder's DCEU. And then they, uh, Zaslov, David Zaslov, came into power at Warner Brothers and was like, okay, we're... He was basically like Negan in The Walking Dead and decided to start cracking skulls left and right and disposing of whatever unnecessary properties were there or things that were hemorrhaging money. And all of these projects got pushed to the wayside as a result. Blue Beetle was the only one that was completed. So it exists in this sphere between the two timelines, essentially. Yeah, I can see that movie completely flopping and not making any money at all. I just don't like it if they're going to say that people are racist because they didn't watch this movie. So I, I'm anticipating those articles. Hey, right we now. should say that about The Flash. If you don't watch The Flash yeah. movie, you're a racist. Yeah, I, I find it... Fascinating that the Snyderverse people are really shitting on this movie. Hey, not me. <laughs> I, I love Zach. I love Zach. I really enjoy this movie. I, I, I understand maybe where some of their complaints come from, but I have a feeling that a good chunk of them are just watching the leaked clips and Definitely. not sitting down for the film itself. And mm -hmm. I, I can't blame anybody for not going to the theater and paying money to watch a movie they don't want to see, but basing all of their hatred on the real life activities of the actor and on poorly filmed fucking TikToks from the movie theater. Uh, yeah, maybe don't review a movie you haven't seen. Maybe just don't have an opinion on it, but you know, it's Twitter. People are going to say shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Well, at least you saw the movie twice weekend. I mean, no, if no, anything, I, this movie's success has to be on your shoulders here. I'm just going to say that I, I shat on Little Mermaid without even watching it. So, <laughs> uh, Well, to be fair, there's plenty of cam rips and I, I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough clips from that one that like legit, not just fucking TikTok of bad CGI effects from an angle.
And the scuttlebutt. Oh my god, fuck that song. I, I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, it's it has really grown on me. I gotta be honest. Shut Aquafina's up. disgusting voice. Legitimately, I was like, okay, yeah, I can hear Squawk. this, this horrible squawking in my ear. Like she's screaming yeah. into the microphone. Aquafina, more like Squawkafina. Boom. Got pretty him. much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Lorez, if we're done talking about the Flash or winding down, I do have a bone to pick with you. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. Last night, Lorez, I, you know, I, I remembered a movie from my childhood that I really enjoyed, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna give it a, another shot here. Let's see if it holds up. And it really did. It was as funny as I remembered, if not more so. I think I picked up on jokes I never knew about. And I just really had a good time with this movie. I, I go on Letterboxd. I give it its rightful four-star review. And, uh-oh, looks like Lorez Wonderbread also reviewed this film. And he gave it one star. What's the movie? One star on the live-action Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. <laughs> Lorenz, how dare you? You know what? I I actually haven't watched that recently. I rented that when it came out in 1999 or 2000. 2000. And I remember I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle, the cartoon, because they used to play it early in the morning on Cartoon Network or, or some channel back in the mm -hmm. 90s. And uh, I thought Robert De Niro is in the Ro Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. I got to see this. And then I rented it from Blockbuster and I just, I hated every second of it. So I'll be honest with Son you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, my, my review here is based off of my nine or 10 year old brain. I haven't watched it since, <laughs> but it, just the feeling of renting it, having that excitement and then sitting down and being like, oh, fuck this movie. When I was a kid, when I should have been wowed by it. Look, maybe I'll go back and, and I'll really uh, find it, it is. to be a treat, but. Listen, if. I'm guessing you had not seen Taxi Driver as a nine-year-old. So when when uh, <laughs> when Robert De Niro is a fearless leader character, starts saying, "Are you talking to me? There's nobody else here. You must be talking to me." You know, I'm guessing you didn't get that sick reference as a kid. But this movie is chock full of the perhaps the greatest meta humor of any movie. Like I think this is if you want to see a meta movie where it's just completely meta the whole time, don't watch Chippendale Rescue Ranger movie. Watch Rocky and Bullwinkle. I'm dead serious. Motherfucking John Goodman shows up at one point. Keenan and Kel are playing themselves in the movie. Like what? Uh, uh, I don't Jason remember Keenan and Kel in here. Playing the fucking uh, Boris, the fucking little. Oh my god, Boris like, and Natasha. Yeah. Yeah, it's filled to the brim with great humor, and it's just very entertaining. I think you should give it a second look. Uh, based off of your saying that, just because I don't remember Keenan and Kel even being in this movie, I w I'll consider it. I'll look into it. How about that? Yeah. Uh, if you ever do, just let me know what you think. Uh, you might have been right as a child. Maybe it is a one-star movie and I'm just insane, but <laughs> I had a great time last night. Uh, duly noted. I'm, I'll see if there's a torrent or something. If this is on Netflix, maybe I'll uh, I'll pop it on the TV while I'm working and we'll see. We'll give it a second glance. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekend uh do you have any last thoughts or anything you want to plug uh i am making a video on the flash so please watch out for it everyone are you going to steal any of my great points from this podcast probably we'll see <laughs> wow <laughs> i can't wait for that yeah uh for all the low-res people you can find me on youtube at uh, simeon jimmy or simeon jimmy's treehouse for all the podcast stuff uh low-res where can people find you uh, check out movies, a unless you're listening to this right now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
uh, movies, a podcast by the Active Cinema on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all the other podcasting platforms. Check that out. Has Kevin Smith posted himself crying at the Nicolas Cage cameo yet? God, I wouldn't feel right if he didn't do it, if, if he snubbed this thing in particular, <laughs> his one... Is one imprint on the DC universe here. Uh, I I hope so. I think we're due for it. You know, he's got a 170 minute copy of Batman, Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever, that he's screening in two days. No, what the hell? How wait, how long is that? 170 minutes. That's it's almost like three that's fucking like, hours. Yeah, long? That, yeah. So almost three hours. Yeah. People have been ranting on and on. Release the Schumacher cut. Release the Schumacher of Batman Forever, which. I like that movie when I was a kid. It's not good. It's not. A, it's very campy, obviously, but it's just not a very good movie. I can't imagine three hours making it an improved film. But uh, that's what he's got going on this week. Well, I guess uh, go check out that screening, even though by the time this comes out, it's too late. And uh, for everybody else, uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys didn't uh, hate The Flash as much as Weekend. Hopefully you are an enlightened individual like uh, myself, but uh, I think that's all I got. All right. Thank you for listening.